0: Hello, moms. This is Holly McLean, the Mommy Answer Lady. Have you noticed an air of entitlement and ungratefulness surrounding the youth of today? Without gratefulness, you can't have joy. Did you know that there are steps you can take to teach your children to have a true and deep sense of gratefulness? We'll talk about that today moms as I'm looking over the notes I have for this session I have to tell you I have a lot to say there are so many things that you can do to help your children have a deep sense of gratefulness all too often in recent years the word entitled has been used to describe the younger generation isn't it true that it seems like an attitude of entitlement has begun to permeate our youth why is that And how can we help our own children avoid this kind of character flaw? When we're talking about gratefulness, we're also talking about happiness, and even deeper than that, joy. Gratefulness, happiness, and joy are all three words that lift us up in our spirit. A person who's not grateful is a person who is not happy. And a person who is not grateful is a person without true joy. Clearly, we all want a life full of joy, but that cannot be obtained without the building blocks of gratefulness. So let's go through some of those things that you can do as a parent to teach your children to have a grateful spirit. One of the first things that you can do is not accept an attitude of ungratefulness. If your child shows an attitude of ungratefulness, you need to immediately stop that kind of behavior. Now, what do I mean by that? Let me give you for instance. Let's say that you offer your child uh, some kind of food or a toy to watch a movie or whatever it might be. And your child acts annoyed, upset, anything but grateful. Do not accept that kind of behavior. Instead, tell them to go to their room and come back when they have a grateful spirit. Now that doesn't mean that they have to want the food or they have to want the toy or want to watch that movie. That's fine if they don't want to, but they can say no thank you and have a perfectly grateful attitude about it. They don't have to be rude. They don't have to be disregarding, which is ungrateful. Now, it's also ungrateful to demand something different. I don't want that. I want this. That is an ungrateful attitude, and you should not allow that kind of attitude to go on and that kind of behavior. So instead, you teach them to say, no, thank you. May I please have? It's a matter of how they address you that shows them how to treat others and therefore will teach them in their heart to have a grateful attitude for anything that's offered to them so number 1 don't accept an ungrateful attitude the next thing would be teach manners why are manners so important to having a grateful spirit one of the first steps to being grateful is thinking outside oneself a person who has a perspective that is skewed by a lack of understanding of the position of others cannot possibly be a grateful person They have to see what others do for them, recognize its value, and behave accordingly. So when a child learns to say words and show actions that are thoughtful of others, they can begin to see a perspective outside of themselves. So yes, knowing to say thank you, please, and excuse me, those are basics to thinking about the feelings and thoughts of others. There's other things that are even more important, like not burping in public, using an inside voice at appropriate times, walking carefully around elderly people, waiting in line. All of these things cause a child to think outside of themselves. Now we will do a future podcast on how to teach manners, but I don't want to take up so much time in this particular one about that specific thing, just because I have so many other things to cover this time. So we'll do another podcast about that. But number two is teach manners. So the next thing is use the sandwich method. Many of you probably don't know what that is, so let me explain that. The words we use around our children can have a profound impact on how they view the world. They form their point of view, a perspective of right and wrong, an attitude of gratefulness just from the things we say about what is happening in our own environment. I'll give you an example. I had a wonderful grandmother, but there was one thing that I noticed about her when I got older. She was what I call a pedestal or pit thinker. If she liked someone or something, that person could do no wrong, or the thing was absolutely perfect and the best thing that could ever be. Whenever she would find something that was not to her liking about someone or something, they were terrible or evil, or that thing was completely worthless. Everything and everyone was either on a pedestal or in the pit. I realized this was a problem because it can cause a sense of ungratefulness by not recognizing the good in things and people. Even though flaws need to be seen, discussed, and understood at times, especially when we are trying to teach values to our children, we should always be able to find good in things and have a general grateful spirit without excusing wrongdoing or ignoring things that need to change. So the sandwich method is talking about something with gratefulness and then the problem and then gratefulness again. So the gratefulness is the bread and the problem is the middle, the meat or the peanut butter and jelly or what, uh, whatnot, <laughs> whatever kind of sandwich you want to think about. So it's talking about something with grateful or uplifting words first, which is the top piece of bread, the problem and possible solutions second the meat or peanut butter and jelly, and the more grateful or uplifting words, at the end, the bottom piece of bread. This gives the children a sense that even though things aren't always perfect, there is much to be grateful for, regardless of any problems that may come up. So my children attend a private Christian school. It's a great school, but everything isn't always perfect, as with any school. I want to be able to discuss these issues that may come up that I feel are a problem or with a teacher or an event or whatever that may not be what I believe are appropriate. I want to be able to talk to my children about that, but I don't want them to start to be ungrateful about the school they attend or about the teachers. So whenever there is a problem that we have to discuss, I make sure that we are using the sandwich method in our conversation. This method can be used to discuss just about anything, including problems with extended family, church, siblings, politics. By talking about the good in everything and pointing out the bad, children get a sense of gratefulness for the world around them and their position in it. So number four is use the sandwich method. So then next we need to point out blessings. Sometimes we all need to stop and think about the things we take for granted. We live in a warm and comfortable home, more than likely. We have access to transportation, food, clothing, friends, church, even communication and instant news, just about anything we need or want. Don't we often forget to think about all these blessings? If things are going wrong, we start to complain in our minds and get cranky and even snap at others. When our husband does something that we don't like, that one thing that drives us nuts... Don't we sometimes forget how many great things he does? All of this can steal our joy. It's our attitude of ungratefulness that starts to come through. And when we let it grow, we become the kind of people we know we don't want to be. What helps us change our own attitude? Thinking about our blessings. Same with children. They need to constantly remember what wonderful things they have in their lives. And as parents, we need to make sure that they do not forget it. One way to help a child think about their blessings is to daily talk about the awesomeness of simple things in life, no matter what's happening. You can do this no matter what the circumstances. For instance, if you're going to a restaurant and the parking lot is empty, mention how great it is you can park close to the door and get in quickly. But if it's full, mention how this must be a really good place to eat if so many people are going there and you can't wait to try their food. If you're going to the store and you get into a parking space right near the door, mention how you blessed you are to get in that close. But if you have to park far away, mention how you are grateful for the motivation to exercise. Another time to think about is when unfortunate things happen to others and your children know about it. Talk about how sad that is and pray for them. But also point out how blessed your child is not to be in that situation. So if the other person is sick, say to your child, aren't you glad you have your health? Or if they've lost a grandparent, let's say, then they could say, you could say to your children, aren't you blessed to have your grandparents still? And if they lose their grandparents, say, wasn't it great to have your grandparent for the time in your life that you did? So take the opportunity to constantly point out the blessings around you and your family. This will create a mindset to look for things that are good about any situation and not to dwell on the negative. Now, I'm a Christian, so I teach my children to have communication with God. So the next thing is say prayers. Teaching your child to have communication with God can really be a big part of creating a mindset of gratefulness. Just the thought of God and how he created the world and how he loves us sets a foundation for joy. When teaching your child to pray, remember to teach them not just to ask for things, but to always add praise and thanksgiving in with each prayer. Praise means talking to God about how wonderful he is, and thanksgiving is thinking of specific things to thank him for. Don't always settle on thank you for all the blessings you have given us. This phrase can be used as a vain repetition with no thought put into it. So every so often, talk to them about what they will say to God before their prayers and let them think and discuss with you things they can thank him for. So number five was teach prayers. Number six, give to others. Sacrifice. Have you ever wondered why it feels good to give to others? It naturally uplifts us to give. But why is that exactly? Our brains are wired to feel good when we do good. I read this online. Neuroscientists have recently discovered the following. Giving produces endorphins, and endorphins make us happy. Neurologists suggest that our brains are wired to derive pleasure from giving. I really think that is awesome. (laughs) Studies have actually found quantitative evidence That we feel a greater sense of happiness when spending money on others as opposed to when we spend money on ourselves. So, when we give, we feel joy. I think that is really great how I believe God has wired us to want to give to others. Actually, it's not that we want to give to others, it's once we learn that giving to others feels good, we tend to do it more. And He wired us that way. And I think that's pretty awesome. I remember when my children were little, I wanted them to learn this song. It's called The Joy Song. And here it is. I will sing it for you. And this, because I'm a Christian. It's about Jesus. Jesus and others and you, what a wonderful way to spell joy. Jesus and others and you, what a life for each girl and each boy. J is for Jesus. We meet place to place. O is for others, we meet face to face. Y is for you and whatever you do, put yourself third and spell joy. Teaching your children little songs like that, that's ways that they can remember to do good things. And this is a way to remember to have joy by giving to others. So, for many reasons, teaching your children to give to others is a good way to create a grateful attitude. It just naturally works. But remember that the giving must really come from them. They must do some kind of sacrifice that they want to do to get that real feeling of joy. So, let me tell you what I mean by that. When you go out and buy a gift for them to give their dad for Father's Day or for a friend for a birthday or a relative or whatever, are they going to experience that joy of giving? No, they really aren't. And in fact, they can start to believe that giving isn't that wonderful at all. I suggest you do not do this. Let them either earn the money to give a gift or make it themselves. They need to know how much it takes to give a gift in order to be grateful for the gifts they receive and in order to feel joy for giving. So they have to participate in it, not just be handed something to hand to somebody else. And another example would be if they go to church and they put a coin in the plate. If they put the coin in the plate that they have earned themselves and they want to give it, they feel that joy. But if you give them the coin and they put it in the plate, they aren't going to have the joy of giving from that. Now, I do still suggest that you give them a coin if they don't have one to put in the plate. But the point isn't for them to be giving or to have the joy of giving. In that case, what it is, is for them to participate in more things in the service. So you're just asking them to put your money in the plate for you. So that gives them something to do, especially the little children, like, you know, you want them to be able to have more things to do in church. So I'm not saying don't do that, but I am saying there's a different reason for it. If they need to learn about gratefulness and about giving, they have to be the ones that are giving the sacrifice of it in order to experience the joy. Next would be do not allow overindulgence. Have you ever been to a child's birthday party and they are surrounded by a pile of gifts? They rip open a package, look at it and throw it aside to reach for the next one. Their parents have to stop them to try to get them to acknowledge the gift and say thank you. They do it grudgingly as if this brief act of appreciation is in the way of opening the next package. Or maybe they are stuck on the one gift that they like so much they refuse to acknowledge any other gifts or the people who gave them. This is a lesson in ungratefulness. The child has no thought whatsoever for others around them. They are too overwhelmed with the possibilities and completely disregard their guests. Why is this? First, a child who is given too much is not able to process such a large amount of information and excitement at once. And actually, it would be the same with adults to a certain extent. When any of us gets too much, each individual thing isn't as important. In contrast, when you receive one or two things, each thing becomes much more significant. By limiting the amount of gifts your child receives at birthdays or holidays, you can much more easily teach gratefulness. You can talk to them more deeply about each gift, and they can process the generosity of the givers. Have you ever received a gift and really thought about all that someone had to do to prepare it for you? Maybe they made it themselves. If they bought it, they had to think about what you would like, consider your wants and needs, your life, your desires. Then they had to search for the perfect thing to fit the bill. They had to purchase it with money they could spend elsewhere, but sacrificed that money for you. They may have had to wrap it by choosing the wrapping paper or the gift bag that would fit the gift. Did they add a card? They had to take the time to look through lots of cards to find one appropriate, or maybe they gave a handmade one. If it was sent through the mail, they even had to find your address, package it, go to the post office, and possibly stand in line to mail it off. As an adult, you can recognize all these things that went into that gift you received. You have given gifts yourself many times, so clearly you know what it takes to go through the process of thoughtful gift-giving. But does your child understand that? Do they have the same experience with giving to others as you do? No, they do not. You can help them by talking through this with each gift they receive and making sure they acknowledge the gift and the giver. They will truly be able to look at the gift and give it thought, go to the giver and thank them wholeheartedly and feel that joy of receiving as well. Of course, writing a thank you note or drawing a thank you picture is a must. This brings me to the next one, which is teach them to show appreciation. Presents are only the tangible gifts. they are also gifts of time, effort, and energy, so help your children to notice the work others put in around them to make their life better. In our church, there is beautiful woodwork. It borders all the walls and the windows and the doors. Our pulpit is handcrafted with extra features that make it not only aesthetically pleasant to look at, but also make it functional for the user. Our communion table matches it, and both are set on wheels so they can be easily moved on our stage to make it multifunctional. Even the cabinets in the lobby that greet visitors match the rest of the woodwork and are rarely noticed by passers-by. The man who did all this work sits in the second row on the right every week. He is quiet, not in the priesthood, never brings attention to himself, but his time, energy, and effort has blessed us for decades. I pointed this all out to my son the other day. He went up to this man and thanked him for all the work he did and let him know how much he appreciated it. And what about school teachers, janitors, and school cooks? the Sunday school teachers, the coaches, the youth activity directors, the camp counselors, the camp cooks? What about the preacher on Sunday? Or the piano player? Or the special music providers? Even the people who greet us at the door and take up the offering. Your child needs to recognize what all these people do for them. When they do pay attention to this, they will soon have a real appreciation for it. Especially if they are also working to help others and have experienced the amount of time and effort put in to produce classes, camps, and youth events. Now, we will talk about that on a future podcast, how to help your child learn how to teach others. This is a really great thing to do, so we're going to talk about that in the future. But mention all these things to your child often. Have them thank their teachers And if they go to church, they're preachers. Have them go up and shake hands. Have them say thank you. Remind them to let them know they appreciate the work they do. Make sure they say thank you to their camp counselors and directors if they go to camp. Doing this will help create that grateful spirit in them that is so essential to having the experience of true joy. Next, we're going to consider allowance. I'm sure most of you have heard the phrase spoiled rich kid or affluenza. These refer to kids who grow up with wealth and privilege and have no concept of the value of money or of the assets they have acquired from their well-off parents. Many of them crash brand new cars and just go out and buy another. They drink and party and the consequences of their behavior are often taken away by their parents or guardians. These are the classic pictures of ungrateful people. And why are they ungrateful? Because they do not have to earn anything they receive. They feel entitled, as I mentioned earlier, and they are very unhappy. They have no gratefulness, so they feel no true joy. How can it be that they have everything and are so unhappy? Like we just talked about, the only way to really understand the joy of giving is to give. Similarly, the only way to understand the value of money is to earn it. The only way to truly feel gratefulness is to understand the value of things. If you give your child allowance without any requirements to earn it, they have no sense of the value of money. They will not be grateful for the allowance, but they will feel entitled to it. If you suggest they do something to earn it, they would feel offended at the thought of it. After all, they have always received money without working for it. Why would you require that they work for it if they are entitled to it? And if they use their allowance to give a gift... They may feel some sense of happiness because they sacrificed money they could have otherwise used in another way. Notice I'm saying the only happiness they receive is from something they gave up themselves, but they will not feel that true deep joy of giving because they did not earn the money themselves. Do you understand what I'm saying here? Parents can unwittingly steal the joy their children could otherwise experience when they do not allow them to earn their own money, to give their own gifts, to sacrifice themselves. And when they take that opportunity away, they also take away a lesson in gratefulness. There is one alternative to this. If you decide you would like your older children to budget money for necessities that you would normally provide them, you can give them a certain amount of money that is for gas, school supplies, clothing, and etc. It's best to tell them this is not for fun or gifts, but for specific items they will need for the week or month. They must provide receipts. Let them pay for those items themselves with the money provided and have a specific time each week or month that you hand out that money. If they run out of money before payday, they will have to use the money they earned themselves to pay for any extra. In our home, some of the ways we have allowed our children to earn money is by doing extra chores around the house. In my view, all children should be required to do chores without pay. They live in the home and should be a part of keeping it clean and organized. They're not entitled to maid service, but extra chores are provided so they can have a way to earn money. These things are like taking my and my husband's laundry downstairs each day when they take theirs down. By collecting laundry and taking it to the laundry room, they earn a dollar. They can also get up early and take out the dog and feed her. They can earn another dollar that way. They can take out the trash cans out to the curb once a week on Fridays when we have trash pickup day. They can also return the cans to the garage at the end of the day. These are all beside their regular daily chores, such as vacuuming, dusting, cleaning the bathroom, and et cetera. Providing ways for them to earn money, they not only help around the house with extra things, but they also get that sense of responsibility and a choice in earning money. They're not given any allowance. So the money they earn is what they have. I leave single dollar bills on my dresser um, so that they can collect the money that they earn each day. They also have a zippered bag for tithing and calculate what they need to put in it each time they earn money. So then they have the money that they want to give for church. If they want to go out with friends to the movies, buy a gift, etc., it would be up to them to have taken the opportunities afforded them to earn it. If they don't earn it, they can't go. Now, that doesn't mean we never provide them for money to go out and do something fun. If we just decide that they've been good, they've done good things, and we decide to go ahead and give them some, but they are not entitled to it, and they recognize that. And they are so much more grateful when we do give them money at times for something special that sometimes we instigate something special. For instance, if I ask them to go to the movies with me and offer to buy their ticket. They have a sense of the value of what they are being given and they're really thankful for it. This next one I wanted to bring up is something that I see happen quite a lot and I call it, don't hop to it. I know a parent who has unwittingly taught their child to be very ungrateful. I will call this child Melinda. Melinda has a mother who does everything she asks her to do. If she forgets her homework, her mother drives across town to take it to her. When she wants to go to a friend's house, she simply announces to her mother she has to be there at a certain time. Melinda already knows her mother will take her, no need to ask. She likes to do sports, so she expects her mother to pay for the uniforms, take her to practices, and be there for all her games. If a game is out of town, she expects her to either drive both ways or make sure she is at the bus on time and will be there on time to pick her up. If her mother is late, she gets angry. If Melinda has to stay after school, she doesn't think about calling her mother to let her know. Melinda's mother drives other children to school in a carpool, so when Melinda had to do something after school, all the children in the carpool had to wait in the car for an hour while Melinda finished up what she had to do. Her mother was too afraid of Melinda. She was afraid she would get angry if she left to take the other children home and went back to get her later. Then Melinda might have to wait. So her mother didn't want to do that. If Melinda is having a hard time doing her homework, who do you think would do it for her? If she wants something for Christmas, does she have any doubt she will get it? Melinda has become entitled because her mother hops to it whenever she calls. She has expectations that her mother's life revolves around her. And if she does not deliver, she gets angry. Now, obviously, Melinda isn't grateful, which means she really isn't happy. What's the point of this story? You probably know. If you act like you are always on call to satisfy your child's every whim, your child will not be grateful for the things you do for them. Your child should know that when you take them somewhere, that is a gift. They should receive it with gratitude like any other gift. When they ask you to do something for them and it is not convenient, don't hop to it immediately. Let them know you have other plans. Talk to them about options and alternative ways to accommodate their request. If it doesn't work out, then it doesn't. If you are able to work it out, you will. The question may be, aren't we supposed to always be there for our children? Yes, in spirit, always, always supportive always loving, always ready to give advice, yes, but we are not supposed to be their maids, servants, or on-call chauffeurs. Are we supposed to stop everything at any time if they snap their fingers? If we do that, we are doing what those spoiled little rich kids' parents do. We are accommodating their every whim and teaching them they are entitled to our undivided money, time, and attention. They see the world in a skewed way when we do this and it does not create gratefulness. There has to be a balance between showing your child that they are important and mean the world to you while at the same time showing them they are not the center of the universe. Notice my story about Melinda. She was not happy. She was not grateful. Her mother was actually stealing some of her joy unwittingly. She was thinking that she was actually being the best mom she could be. She loves Melinda clearly, but she is not making her grateful, and therefore, Melinda is not experiencing the level of real, true joy she could be. In contrast, children who understand they are not the center of their parents' world at all times and in all places are grateful for the time, effort, and money they are given by them. I wanted to add this other one called, Bored is an Ungrateful Word, that is the title of this section. I had to add this little piece of advice. Do not allow your children to rely on you for their entertainment, or on screens for that matter. But when my children would come to me with, I'm bored, my response would be one of two things. It would be, I'm not your entertainment committee, or bored is an ungrateful word. It didn't take long before my children realized that this wasn't a productive thing to say. We will discuss this in another podcast at some point how having times of boredom actually inspire creativity and they're important to their development but while discussing the subject for today a child who is coming to you to remedy their boredom needs to understand two things first it is not your job to make sure they are entertained and they are not entitled to be entertained at all times two that the many toys games and books That have already been provided for them are gifts, and to come to you and suggest that these are not good enough is an ungrateful attitude. They should understand there are many children in this world who have nothing. Now don't get angry at your children or punish them for saying this to you, unless you have already told them not to do so. They don't realize they are being ungrateful. Teach them about this and open their minds to the idea. Let them think about it. Lastly, I want to suggest that you help your children find people who are less fortunate and be able to compare and get an understanding of what true blessings they have in their own lives. For instance, giving time to a homeless shelter, making things to share with neighbors who need help, visiting nursing homes, going on missionary trips when possible. These are all ways for your children to experience this. Sharing their talents with elderly people at a nursing home is a really good way for them to see people who would be happy just to be able to walk or see or feed themselves. By going there, your children can also feel like they are being of service. If you go, point out how these people have lived full lives and may have many stories to share, but also point out how now they are unable to take care of themselves. And aren't you glad you can walk and eat and get dressed all by yourself? A sense of gratefulness can be gained from recognizing the plight of others. Some other ideas. Help them earn money and purchase things to send in a care package to children overseas. Teach them how to crochet and have them make some blankets for sick children in the hospital or for the homeless. Help them earn money to purchase supplies for pets in a shelter. Have them prepare sandwiches to pass out to homeless people. Help them prepare care packages for a mother's refuge shelter. There's all kinds of ways that they can learn how to help others and see those who are less fortunate and not only be grateful for what they have, but also be in service to others. Gratefulness comes from empathy for others, not just for those who are less fortunate, but even for you as their parents to have an understanding of the value of time, money and effort and emotion. Teach these values and you will see your children become grateful people. And by doing so, they will experience true joy. So I just want to go over the 12 ways to help your children learn gratefulness. Number one, don't accept an ungrateful attitude. Two, teach manners. Three, use the sandwich method. Four, point out blessings. Five, teach prayers. Six, teach them to give to others. Seven, do not allow overindulgence. Eight, teach them to show appreciation. Nine, help them earn money. Ten, don't hop to it. Eleven, bored is an ungrateful word. And twelve, find less fortunate. Well, moms, I told you I had a lot to cover this time and I've gone past the time I normally go for a podcast just to try to fit it all in. So I didn't answer any particular questions that you have written me at this uh, particular point, but we will do that soon, so don't worry. And if you have written me at Holly at mommyanswerlady.com. I have emailed you the answers to your questions. Also, some of you that have been to the Mentor for Mom sessions that I have, have actually called me and asked me questions. And some of those things I'm going to be putting on future podcasts. So um, if you have any questions, um, be sure and write me again. It's holly at mommyanswerlady.com. I always look forward to these times to be able to share with you. I'm so grateful that you are listening. Please write me and let me know that you are. You can also visit my website at mommyanswerlady.com. I hope you do that. Also share. And you can find me on Facebook, the Mommy Answer Lady. You can join my Facebook page. I hope you will do that as well. Um, So anyway, I just really appreciate y'all listening. I look forward to talking to you next time. And remember moms, you can do this.